Warning. I subscribe to Cat Fancy Magazine, primarily for the sake of the pictures, and found the charter issue very interesting and enjoyable. I can demonstrate objectively that cats are of great value, and the charter issue of Cat Fancy Magazine can serve as part of the evidence. That is a quote from Ayn Rand, responding to a question about her subscription to Cat Fancy Magazine. This episode of Seriously Wrong is brought to you by Ayn Rand's self-interested and self-directed selfish altruism for the benefit of the self, which is for the benefit of everyone, which doesn't have any claims of altruism, only claims of selfishness, but actually has altruistic social benefits because when you're selfish, it makes unselfish things happen, but trying to be unselfish is dangerous. So it's for the benefit of everyone to only be interested in benefits for yourself, but it's ultimately for the benefit of everyone more than working for the benefit of everyone, and it's actually less selfish to be selfish. That's because you're doing it for yourself, by your own free will, not for anyone else. Welcome, everybody, to the Seriously Wrong Atlas Shrugged film series extravaganza conclusion. It's the kind of thing that Hollywood won't show you That's with true. their liberal <laughs> communist agenda. This is very true. Hollywood will not show you films like these. Uh. <laughs> it, it's about the importance of hardworking individuals, great men who command the lowlies beneath them. Uh, because without those great men and women who can command the lowlies beneath them, they all start hitting themselves in the head with hammers going, beep, beep, I don't know how to do anything without boss. It's not my fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I mean, this is, this is the gravity of the universe, the Atlas Shrugged universe, is literally like you remove the boss from Walmart, and then everyone in Walmart starts like putting underwear on their head <laughs> and rolling around on the ground. Like that's... <laughs> oh, I had something here in my notes I wanted to say. Atlas Shrugged, more like audiences and critics shrug, because uh, this is a universally panned series of films. Yeah, we mentioned the Rotten Tomatoes scores for the first two were 12% and 4%. And of course, for the final film, 0%. Uh, nobody was able to give this film a good review. Not even the randiest of Rand fans <laughs> managed to uh, stick this one out. It is really rough. It is like really, really rough. Like I was yeah. expecting it to be the worst one. Lowest budget, lowest ratings. Scanning through it, it seemed bad, but I was... I was not prepared. Each movie was like, wow, that was like a really bad TV movie that barely made sense and was poorly acted and had a bad flow to it. And then you'd watch the next one and you'd be like, oh, no, no, that is what a bad <laughs> movie looks like. I was totally in retro. It, it, the, that last movie starting to feel good in my memories <laughs> <laughs> by comparison. But anyway, that's like yeah. Let's not end spoil too much about the fascinating and beautiful conclusion of this three-part epic. We start the film after the little intro part with Dagny uh, waking up in her plane crash. It's the same scene as the end of the last movie, so you know there's a real continuity there. Yeah, except she's in a different place and she's played by a different actress. There's more trees around. Yeah. John Galt, who in his silhouette looked like 
I don't know, really like a tall, stacked guy with a deep voice is now kind of like a hunky lifetime movie. Yeah, he, slightly doughy, not really doughy, but skinny just fat. He's skinny fat. Yeah, he and he's handsome, and he's got a good absolutely. voice. Absolutely, yeah. He he looks but, like a lifetime movie hunk, but it's just not the vibe from the first two movies where he's the silhouette and like his voice is way deeper and like i would just i was expecting like someone a bit more like roided up or something to be honest but i'm glad that they went against convention on that i think that's great so yeah now we're like in atlantis slash galt's gulch they don't call it galt's gulch in the movie uh midas mulligan who's a banker who joined there refers to it as midas's valley or, or mulligan's meadow or something i can't remember which i think is from the book because he owns all the land i guess in the book ayn rand's utopia involves a banker owning 100 percent of the utopia and leasing <laughs> it out to people yeah if you read the conservapedia page on galt's gulch they compare it to a feudal society as a positive Positively, thing yeah <laughs> So yeah, now that we're in Galt's Gulch, we meet two doctors. Oh, were they two different doctors? I isn't, yeah, were... isn't there the bald guy and then there's the other doctor that treats her? The bald, the bald guy's played by the principal from the unaired pilot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that guy's a philosopher. The one he has, she oh, has the conversation with. Doc? Maybe they call him that because he's a PhD or something. I might have missed that. Right, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I just... I just, they called him Doc something, and I was like, he's a doctor. Gotcha, and then they gotcha. go back to Galt's house, and then a do another doctor comes. Yeah, he Dagny's hurt from the plane crash, and this doctor, yeah, and she's like, you're the famous neurosurgeon? And he's like, yes, I am. He comes out with this little, like, x-ray iPad, and he's, like, <laughs> scanning her with it. This will only take a second. It's a diagnostic device I developed here in Atlantis. Every doctor should have one. It's amazing what can be accomplished without red tape. What you can accomplish without red tape. First of all, saying every doctor should have one when you're like actively preventing the world from getting access to it because it would be you're on strike or whatever is really weird. The contradiction of the ideology there being like acknowledging every doctor should have one and then doing nothing to make that a reality well yeah out in the outside world if he had shared that it wouldn't belong to him anymore they would want to distribute it to everyone right and he wouldn't be able to get his fair share uh, the other thing is that she has a glass of wine with the philosopher guy the bald philosopher guy yeah and it's the most infuriating like <laughs> I, i've been hate watching these movies and having a good time for something something about this scene triggered me where i just started getting this like fuck you and it was it was because he was talking about like pushes everything <laughs> off the desk and then like leans back on it like sexually and he just immediately comes and kisses her and there's the horniest scene out of all three movies i think this is the part with the music cue that really distracted me because there's a couple notes in it where i just got this vibe of like laura palmer's theme from twin peaks It doesn't go there. It goes in a, in a more boring direction, but it just threw me out of the sex scene briefly. And I'll brush all that stuff off the desk. Oh, take off those gloves. Wow. Just forget. Her face is getting closer. Open mm -hmm. oh, but not stop. There's something wrong with the signal. Is that someone hacking into the broadcast? Who is that guy? Ladies and gentlemen. 
for years. You've asked the question, who is Geet Finkus? You've asked the question for effect when exasperated, as a way to say goodbye on the phone. And you've named your train lines after that question as a cartoonishly evil and incompetent government ruins everything in the name of social concern. And that is all the time we have for this teaser for our podcast series on the Atlas Shrugged film series based on the novel Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. If you want to hear us going over the whole film, talking through all the plot, the characters, what worked, what didn't, how feasible is it to bend reality into some distorted form that proves libertarian ideals true? Are they successful at doing that? If you want to know the answer to that, head over to our Patreon patreon.com slash seriously wrong we'll be putting out this entire series there for our patrons six dollars a month or more thank you so much for listening thank you to everybody who's already donating we will see you again soon with the answer to the burning question i'm sure is on all of your minds who is geet finkus